0: Um, Julia, are you snoring? We, we <laughs> I don't get we it. We saw each other at the nutcracker. <laughs> Hello. Everyone, Thanks for tuning in to I Don't Get It. This is a podcast about performances in Edmonton, which we actually have seen some of recently. Um, we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Fonda, and today I'm back with a review of Shumka's Nutcracker, which ran at the Jubilee Auditorium on December 17th and 18th. I have said before that this is my favorite Nutcracker for a number of reasons, uh, and I have an admitted bias towards Ukrainian Christmas carols uh, and costumes. So this show is also just so darn Edmonton, in my opinion. So um, anyway. For this, I was joined by two very special people, my dear friend, Sony Dasmohapatra and her daughter, Nia, who I believe just turned seven. We had a delightful time of it. So I will leave you with our chat right after these messages from our sponsors. This episode of I Don't Get It is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with charities. In Alberta, you get to choose where you buy your energy from. If you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local nonprofits like the CKUA Radio Network and the Canadian Parks and Wilderness Society, which I also really like. Shopping local is especially important, of course, this time of year, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network. You can learn more about switching your energy provider at parkpower.ca. This episode is also brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Now, if you want to start your day as an informed citizen, check out The Pulse, Taproot's daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. And it's free. Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. Hi, Nia. Hi. Hi. What did we go see yesterday?
1: Um, nut, n- the Nutcracker.
0: Yeah. Had you ever seen the Nutcracker before?
1: No. Never yeah. So, so
0: what did you think of the show? <laughs>
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah, did you have any favorite parts?
1: Um, I can't choose. <laughs> but my really favorite part was the girl that could do anything.
0: The girl that could do anything. What what yeah. sorts of things did she do?
1: Well, she did the splits and she crawled down the man's leg
0: oh yes that was the that was the snake part in the second act right Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, she was very cool I thought that looked really Mm -hmm. interesting well thanks thanks for joining us Nia can you tell me do you do any dancing yourself
1: not anymore
0: did what kind of dancing did you used to do yeah did you learn from your mom no, I had an online teacher. Oh, well, that's cool. All right, Nia. So maybe like give the headphones to your mom. We'll, I'll talk to your mom now. Thanks for being on the podcast. Bye. Bye. Hi, Sony. Hello. How are you doing? But I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Oh my god, it
1: was so fun yesterday. Thank you so much. It was so beautiful to watch, and we were like so happy to leave the house. So that was really good.
0: Cool. Well, so, I mean, had you like had you seen productions of The Nutcracker before? Of course, it's got some very very famous music uh, in it and that kind of thing.
1: Actually, you know, this is the first time I've seen Shumka Nutcracker. So it's a really great opportunity and experience to witness it. Because when I was at the Edmonton Heritage Council um, working there, I we had done some work with Shumka to support them. Mm-hmm. But I'd never, like, I've seen other dances, like Ukrainian, like, traditional, but not necessarily Shumka. So that was, that was that production. Like it was like totally like so beautiful. I was like, oh my God, this is like everything in one little package, but traveling, like, you know, it, it reminded me of sort of like that Bollywood show that came through Alberta ballet. Oh yeah. Because it was like, you were traveling all these different places, but telling the story of the Nutcracker, right? Because they had like the, the martial arts piece. Mm-hmm. They had the belly dance piece, which Nia really liked, yeah, yeah. they had that um when they had the traditional like Ukrainian choir, like you know, coming as part of a Christmas cheer type thing. So I really feel like they were also go and then they had that flamenco Spanish type, yeah influence with the red yeah. dress and the rose, right? So yeah, so I thought that was really cool that they incorporated that.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. Like it does sort of take like a journey around the world. And, and in recent years, the Nutcracker's come into a lot of controversy because um Ballet companies used to actually portray things quite stereotypically of the different cultures. So mm-hmm. when they go to the land of sweets in the second act, um, there's the, there's the tea dance or the Chinese dance, and this was often sort of you know done in quote unquote yellow face. Um, mm-hmm. And but the but the Shumka production uh, was consulting with Winway Wong to um to get the martial art to the martial arts movement in there um and you mentioned the belly dance piece i didn't really think that it looked like belly dance at all they just sort of like changed it to more of like a serpent a woman who was a serpent mm-hmm. um but it but it is t- traditionally known as the arabian dance or the coffee dance um mm-hmm. uh or yeah i think it's coffee yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah nia really liked that part <laughs> yeah
1: Yeah. And that woman was exquisite. Like her costume. You're right. She totally like depicted a snake and her body was so like um, supple and like so flexible. Right. So she totally did all these amazing, I would say yogic poses almost like touching her foot to her head while backwards. Like it was just beautiful. Like and she was so pronounced with her like her arm movements and the way she would move her waist a little bit. So I feel like it's a little bit belly dancing because I feel like there was like that kind of vibe that she put forward within that dance genre style. Right.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, it was a really interesting um, part of the show because the movement in that piece was different than anything else. It was very, yes. it was very much a departure from the other types of movement in the show. Um, did you have any other parts that you really enjoyed in particular?
1: You know, I just love seeing Nia's wonder Mm -hmm. and seeing her laugh because, like, both of us, this is the first time we're watching the show, but she's never really been to a big theatrical production now that she can understand them. Mm -hmm. Like, to take her when she was little, right? So I really liked, and also there was, like, around us, there were a whole bunch of moms and kids. So what was really cute was that people were laughing at, you know, at all the little antics that were happening on the stage. And Mm
0: -hmm. it was very
1: charming, right? So I felt like that was really relatable regardless of where it was there. Cause even the kids were asking so many questions, like the kids beside me were asking like 10 questions to their mom and Nia was asking you. So it was interesting. Um, but I really enjoyed um, like, you know, just like Shumka itself, like all the costumes, the way mm-hmm. they sort of matched and the kind of backdrops, how they just dropped into the set to make it like this grand experience. Right. It's just mm-hmm. magical. So when we were on the elevator, uh, Nia said that's magic that was magic and I'm like Aww. oh my god she's so right that was magic right like just two hours of your life sitting in a space and watching this magical story unfold on a stage right and I think we I miss that because you know like when they opened they said oh, it was 725 days that we haven't danced yeah so to have that passion and to show it was really beautiful
0: yeah, yeah, it was great. I know that my, like my favorite parts of the show really are uh, I I love the Ukrainian choir. I think when they come out and they sing in Ukrainian my heart just goes, "Oh," you know. <laughs> um and oh my god, the um uh, I think that they were the da- some of the dancers from Kiev from the Kiev Ballet um mm. that were doing the um the Roma dance, like the mm. the men's dance that yes, was all that like really fast footwork and like um, like the percussive body work. Oh my gosh. And the crowd loved them too, right? Like they were yeah. just going crazy for them. And of course, you know, the, the best part of any Shumka show is when they sort of throw in their, like the big Hopak number, you <laughs> know, <laughs> which wouldn't normally really occur in, in the Nutcracker itself. But it's just, it is always just like a celebration and joy to see, you know, like 40 dancers on stage just like given it their all and they're smiling and their costumes are just like flying and it's it, it is a whirlwind that's like that's what the shumka the word itself means so it's yeah it's uh and i think that i was saying this in the intro it feels like it's such an edmonton production yes. <laughs> you know because it's like we of course we have a lot of ukrainian culture here but there's there was um concerted effort also to include some other dance companies like they had the materan irish dance company in there as well um i think on i honestly think that they could find um an like an a, a, an asian or a chinese dance company or even an actual like martial arts company to do that the the chinese dance part yeah
1: <laughs> and even you know the arab um Peace, like, there is, like, a lot of belly dancers in Edmonton, too, right? Or or an Arab dance, like, meaning if you want traditional as well, right? So it's really interesting. So I, I totally agree with that. But you know what? I think that, like, for me, it was, like, also just watching. Because, you know, I haven't watched dance in a long time. Like, actually gone somewhere to do something because of COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, even the way, like, I was drawing parallels in my mind of, like, how different dance styles sort of, like, connect to each other. So then I felt like the main character, she was very, like, so ballet-focused. It was beautiful, right? Like, the way she drew her lines, the way she pirouetted, the way... Like, she must have pirouetted, like, 10,000 times in this show. It was But it was just beautiful, right? And the way she was dressed, like, it was so, again, like, like reminiscent of uh, some other time. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, like, you felt you were transported back into the time that Nutcracker was written right mm-hmm. which is yeah
0: really it, nice. it it did seem like very russian aristocracy the costumes that they have in the um in the initial party like when the all, all the kids the the costumes that the parents are wearing in that party yes, are just beautiful. insanely gorgeous they're gold and black and it does look like imperial like old russia um yeah i love that bit too yeah and yeah. even like i i love because And also, like, just the way
1: that the, in terms of also the dance costumes, like, you know, like, the men, they wear, like, longer shirts with a cummerbund and, like, like, baggy pants. That's very, like, connected to, I would say, South Asian dancing, too, because we wear similar types of outfits. And the embroidery, it's really beautiful, right? So I love how everything is, like, sort of, like, connected to different dance forms, like, globally, too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I could see lots of, like, even, like... You know when the men were like flipping in the air, like doing circles in the air around? Yeah. So in India, there's this kind of dance called chow, and it's very similar. Men do this, right? Wearing their dhotis, which is like the pants, right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's so many different things that just were so familiar, but so foreign, right? So it was so nice to see those things um, represented in this particular production of Shimka. And also, like, I just felt because it is coming to Christmas, like, you said the backdrop, like the tree and everything that had to do with the kids and the mouse when they had the mouse war. My mm-hmm. God, that was so adorable. I was
0: like, this is so cute. I mean I <laughs> hate Mia, mine, loved, but- Mia loved that part. Like when the yeah. cannonball went off, she she like leaned over at me and she was like, That scared me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that was really cute how they had the like mid-sized mice and the baby mice. That was really cute the way they depicted it. I loved it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's, it is kind of interesting because the neck is often the very first production that young dancers appear on stage as the mice. Um, and so um, Les Sarita, when he did the introduction from Shumka too, he, he also did say, he's just kind of like, these are young dancers from, you know, these are future dancers in the Shumka program, right? Like Shumka goes all the way from like three years old up until now they do seniors can Shumka classes. Oh, amazing. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to be 40. I'm like, am I old enough yet to join the senior shumka class? (laughs) Because I just want to go get back into dancing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for joining um, me at the show. It was just a great joy to see it. It, The Nutcracker is one of those shows that's always really nice to go and see with kids.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, agreed. Just one last thing. Like, It was so beautiful to see the audience because people were dressed up. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. like, it's so nice because you know I think we've all been inside. So for us to dress up and go, but then for to watch the whole dressing of the show, it just was a beautiful Christmas opportunity. So thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it was fantastic. Well, so what, Sony? Do we want to talk about what we're working on for for next year?
1: <laughs> yes, I would love to, Fonda. That's so exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, well, so Sony and I. As we've talked a little bit, we have um, our own sort of cultural heritage backgrounds um, and and we danced. We grew up dancing with those. Um, And so we're coming to the idea of how um, Edmonton and certain cultural uh, heritage in Edmonton is defined through dance. Um, We're thinking it it will be a podcast series, um, a short one that is uh, the Edmonton Heritage Council is helping us with the research for it right now. Um and yeah, Sony, what do you want to say about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, so first of all, I love the title. I think we're going with um Hopak Kathak and Hip Hop. Is that is that correct?
0: I think uh, yeah, or Kathak Hopak Hip Hop, whichever one, you know. It's yeah. it's the three it it's, it's the three 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 sections sort of. Um, yeah, so I love that cuz
1: I think um like you said Juan, as we look through dance Your heritage, like Edmonton is such a unique place, right? so many different peoples have come from so many different times to bring forward dance in so many different ways. So I really feel like this is a testament to the diversity of dance in the city.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, can you describe a little bit about your own history with dance? What you have, what sort of, how do how do you, you know, how, what, what is your experience with Katak dancing?
1: Yeah, so actually I'll, I'll go a little bit further. Um, You know, my parents, they came to... Edmonton in the late sixties, right? So my dad also went to school in Calcutta, and he is really just sort of Bengal-Orissa border. So we grew up with lots of Bengalis, and every year, um, during like the Durga Puja, which is the big goddess puja, the Bengali community would host a huge festival at Pleasant View Hall or whatever, right? So when you walked into the community hall, you felt like you were in India, but like you didn't feel like it was minus 500 outside. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we'd have that warmth and thing, And then they would actually have cultural programs in the evening where we would learn dances and do different things. So I started dancing there first when I was like really young, like four or five. And at that time, Image India had just started and we used to perform these like Bengali folk dances on Image India in the 80s, right? And then um, I really enjoyed dancing culturally. Like, I mean, there was also jazz tapping, all that stuff. But I really wasn't attracted to that because I felt like I just wanted to be in the vibe of whatever I felt was authentic for me. And then when I was 12, Usha Gupta came to Edmonton. And uh, we were one of her first students, like myself and my other friends, Sapna and Shali. So I remember so clearly, like, she was in her basement and... Um, I was, like, in junior high wearing jeans and this white top. And we went downstairs, and she's, like, banging on her (laughs) tabla and singing, (laughs) right? And then Sapna and her other colleague were dancing, and then we are trying to say, oh, you guys try, right? So then she she showed us, and we did it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, I'm so excited that there's this teacher who's come from India who's so open to wanting to share this art, Right. So that's when I started, and then we kept on dancing. We danced everywhere in the city. Like, she didn't hold back. She's like, we are not ethnic dancers. We are Edmonton dancers, right? Yeah. So she'd take us to the dance festival, to dance power, the Edmonton opera. Like, there's so many fringe festivals. So it was really awesome, not only to learn from her, but also to explore Edmonton's culture Mm -hmm. as an expression of her dance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. That's so amazing. I can't wait to just dive into this and talk to people about their culture, their dance in Edmonton, you know, and how it and how it manifests for them because there's there's just so much. I think that's one of the things that people love say about, you know, heritage dates. is just like going yes. and watching all the dance, right? Yes. Totally. Um because it's a it's a universal language. You don't need to you don't need to actually understand or say anything. You can just watch bodies in motion and that that's how, you know, the bodies talk to each other and it's just it's just so human and wonderful and I love it. I love all yeah. forms of it. <laughs> totally. And you know, this podcast that you
1: have was Seven out of the contemporary piece, right? Or how would, how did this come about for you? This this particular podcast and your well, dream? I, of I, I
0: I grew up I grew up doing Ukrainian dance with a company called Zoryanka, um, and I you know and I was also just it was a way for me to be very connected to my Ukrainian culture, like on my on my father's side. Um, and yeah, so many kids in Edmonton really are just like into it. Like we would go, we used to dance, um, at Linda mall every year. We had like a big show for, um, I don't know if it was for Malenka for the new year or if it was around Ukrainian Christmas, uh, which is on epiphany on January 6th. Um, but we would, you know, we would always have like this big showcase. Um, and it was also just kind of like, it, it was a great way to just sort of like be connected. The thing that I really loved about Ukrainian dance was that there were so many different styles, um, because it's all regionally based, all of the styles and costumes, the styles of movement are based on in through different regions. Um, and you could see some of that in the Nutcracker as well. there were um one of the dances the doll uh in the first act is sort of very based in the Hutzl or Huselchina area um and then my favorite is um like the the bukovinian dances that have you know there's a lot more um like foot stamping and things like that in, in those ones. Um, and then the big hopak stuff is like Poltav region. So, um, yeah, I, and I, like, I just kind of just the the variation in it and the learning the different styles and the different steps, the different kind of like sort of like musical signatures, um, those were always fun. Then when I was in high school, I, I went to Victoria School for the Arts and we had the opportunity to take a class. It was a year-long class that actually was basically like world dance. Um, so we learned a lot of different folk dance, learned some of the, like, you know, how to do Irish step dancing. Um, I did, they brought in Usha to treat, uh, to teach a class in Katak dance. Um, and that ended up being one of our showcases. Um, so I learned, you know, like counting from her. Um, and that was good. And then that was also my first exposure to flamenco, um, and that sort of thing too. And I've, uh, you know, since then I've always just loved experiencing dance, um, in, in whatever way possible through, um, through many cultures. And it's just so, it's so, um, I, I definitely want to say that it's from a, a, a heart of appreciation and not appropriation. So, you know, want to make sure that I try and, um, try and stick to that. But at the same time, like there's just, there's nothing that feels better when you, uh, you know, you hear music and you kind of, feel the movement you know in the way that uh in in the way that those musicians and their culture um experience it so I love that um yeah and then I mean I got into contemporary dance more in university and after high school and and that sort of thing and contemporary was one of those things that I never I was never good at it (laughs) um but I loved watching it because it just made my it just made my brain go um you know like watching contemporary dance and trying to just trying to not only um, like absorb the appreciation for the movement, but also for the kind of like often very abstract story. Um, So that's always, that was, I don't know, I've continued to love dance and just see more and more and more and more of it. I definitely have found myself going back more to cultural dance now. Um, Like later on, I just find that it's, you know, because I think that also people of all ages do it. Um, whereas, uh, you know, like a lot of more, the professional dance that you see on stages say, you know, like pre presented, um, or, or even the ballet, you know, everyone's sort of like of a certain age and they have perfect bodies and all this kind of stuff. Whereas like folk dance and cultural dance, like everyone is doing it at the weddings at the, you know, <laughs> at heritage days and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm, that's kind of the lens that I'm going into it, uh, for, for the project from, from here on in.
1: No, that's beautiful because I I hear what you're saying. Like, I love that regionality because, like, we know um, every country is different. So, even like South Asia, which is Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, was all one landmass. And this is when sort of dance started, like, 2000 years ago in different ways, right? So, like, regionally, but according to language, according to dress, according to movement, things have changed. So, even in, for example, in Edmonton, like Garba and Dandia is huge as well. And that's from the Gujarati community, right? Or Bhangra, like Pandar is like spreading Bhangra joy during COVID, right? Oh my God, I love,
0: (laughs) I love. (laughs) (laughs) He's so sweet, right?
1: But it's very Punjabi, which is like North Indian farmer, like hardcore traditional, like folky, right? And the Bhangra is the men's style and the Gita is the woman's style. But it's become like modernized or urbanized, right? So Mm -hmm. when we talk about hip hop, we can talk about like how, you know, a lot of like, contemporary Indian culture now incorporates like these forms of like hip hop and sort of like, um, rap styles, like, you know, like, so it's sort of like embedded in this kind of music genre, this dance genre now, so people mix it up. So, and then Bollywood as well, like coming out of the film, it's totally a mishmash of everything. Right. So, so it's really interesting, like how you said about like who dances and where do they dance, but how does dance evolve to include everybody too? Right. Mm-hmm. So so I love that. I love that we're going to talk about all these exciting things and yeah. sort of, like, look at where these things are right now, right? So it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And I'm so glad that we get to do it together because it, like, we love to talk about dance and all that kind of thing. But also, it's just, like, great to spend time with a friend doing, like, a cool project like this. Yes, <laughs> totally. I love it. And I am and- like this has been, like, four years in the making, you know, three years in the making or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we started talking about it like late last year. And I mean, of course, because COVID, we thought that COVID would improve a little bit more and that we would have more time and more, uh, had a little bit more access to people and things like that. But that didn't really work out in terms of this year. But, you know, Omicron be damned, we're going to try and see what we can get out next year and hopefully actually also be able to see a lot more dance, period. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, of course, there's everything that you can watch online as as ever as as the world is now, but thank you again, Sony, for coming to see the Netcracker and everything. I'm really glad that we got to bring Mia. thank you to Shumka for inviting us because that was really great um yeah, and we will um we will uh well, I'll catch up with you in the new year. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. all the things
1: happy holidays, bye,
0: okay, bye. Um, so, yeah, that was, um, that was the nutcracker and my good friend, uh, Sony and her daughter Nia. Uh, it's just been, uh, you know, a weird year again. COVID is still a thing. Omicron is an emerging thing. Um, but hopefully you can go see some shows. Uh, theater museums, galleries, they're all open. And you can watch a lot of your holiday favorites online too. I know the Citadel Theater is showing their Christmas Carol online. Um, so you, please stay safe out there. We'll see where it all takes us in the new year, where it comes to shows. But for now, thank you so much for listening. Have a happy Christmas and a merry new year. Until next time, folks. Bye. I Don't Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Episodes are produced by Fonda Mithrush and Paul Blenau. We are recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli. Series art by Michael Nunnweiler. Technical support by Andrew Paul. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you value independent local arts coverage, please consider supporting us on Patreon or leaving us a review on your podcatcher. Find out more at idontgetityeg.com.